Well, guys, welcome into the Cypher Sports Report. This is Kevin Cook, Houston Chronicle, community sports editor for the Northwest Region, at K. Michael Cook on Twitter or at Cypher Sports. We are at Cypher Report on Twitter. And uh, we are previewing the Langham Creek Cy Creek matchup for tonight. I happen to be out at Langham Creek High School talking to quarterback Chris Heron, recently offered by Baylor and head coach Todd Thompson, and then spent some time with Mateo Renteria. And Miles Battle, quarterback and wide receiver over at Cy Creek. Uh, the dulcet tones of two chains. It's a vibe opened up the episode. That would be Renteria's doing. Um, it, very talented offenses, both. Uh, Chris Heron shows a lot of promise. Todd Thompson, I believe, called him the best athlete he's ever coached, which uh, he's coached some good ones. Tony L. Carter, of course, playing at uh, UT, scored his first touchdown the other day and pointed in the stands to his mother as he's wont to do. So uh, we have Chris Heron first. Coach Todd Thompson of Langham Creek High School talking about Heron, talking about the season. And then Mateo Renteria and Miles Battle sat down with me and discussed a little bit about recruiting, a little bit about the upcoming season. Uh, those two teams will face off tonight, if you're hearing this. Uh, it will be Friday night at Cypher FCU Stadium. Nope. It will be at Pridgen Stadium. I'll be at Cypher FCU Stadium uh, for Cy Ranch, Cy Falls. Ranch looking to continue that uh, really impressive district streak. But in any case, we are here to talk about Langham Creek and Cy Creek. Uh, without further ado... We'll have quarterback Chris Heron talking about his experience over the summer being offered by Matt Rule of Baylor and uh, performing well in the camps there and what he intends to do this season. This is the Cy Fair Sports Report. So welcome into the show, Chris Heron. Uh, had the pleasure of watching you much of last year. You took over, I believe it was the last six games that Langham Creek played. Uh, you were quarterbacking, uh, starting at the quarterback position. Um, I, my impression at the time, and I wrote, was that you, uh, it was kind of an infusion of energy or there was just like kind of a new vibe around the team where you you brought something to it and then you showed something over the camps this summer as well mm-hmm. so all the blogosphere is alive about how well you did at the Baylor camp and how they pulled you aside there I'll just kind of recap the story for me. what exactly happened at the Baylor camp and what did, what did Coach Rule see and uh, what was the conversation that happened there well mainly came before the Baylor camp at Houston HBU camp um, Coach DeLeon walked up to me told me I looked good in the camp um, head coach Coach Rule came over talked to me told me he wanted to see me at the Baylor camp so I go to Baylor camp Basically, just doing what I do. Then they asked me if I had time to stay o- stay after the, for the camp and go on like a little visit of the school. Sure, for them you say yes, right? Yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was happy. Um, so going on a visit, and then he took me to the office, head coach office. He was like, "Well, we're gonna offer you a full scholarship." Basically, my heart sunk. Actually. I was I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so it was a surprise. You weren't expecting that when when he kind of pulled you in there. What were you thinking was gonna happen? I just thought he was gonna tell me I look good, right? Like. Keep working, basically. Right, which you hear a lot, I would yeah. imagine, right? Well, yes, so far, uh, it's that. and well, There's another offer as well, I think, right? But Bowling Green, Bowling correct? Green, yeah. So, yeah. So, not not a ton of times have you heard that happen. I would mm-hmm. imagine that's a pretty gratifying moment there. And did you feel like you performed uh, well enough that uh, that you would have caught his eye? Or was it kind of the accumulation of your body of work? What, what did you feel like kind of swayed him? I mean, I, I think I performed well, but I know that I did have some moments where I could have done better than what I did in the camp, so. It was just more of a judgment of what he saw. They evidently did not count it against you, right? Yes, they will yes. offer you full scholarships. <laughs> I think there's uh, four offers at the quarterbacks at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but certainly, that's when you think about programs that could offer you. You mentioned yourself in an article I was reading that that's a program you grew up watching yes, them on the yes. field. You know, they have a a brand, a name, and so forth. And mm-hmm. I would imagine that's a pretty auspicious, pretty nice program to get an offer from. Yes. 
does it reflect? I mean, you're a confident guy. I've known you for a little while now, and certainly uh, coaches told me about you as well. And you are confident. Does it does it help your confidence? Does it boost your confidence, or are you kind of already so believing in yourself that that's just more? You know, that's kind of what you expect. I mean, it kind of boosted enough to where you know, like, okay, that's that's happened. That's all good. But now it's like still time to keep working and look forward to more things to come. Yes, yeah, certainly. And, and and looking forward to seeing you at the collegiate level. I mean, you, you definitely, you've caught the attention, obviously, of the of the Baylor program of Coach Rule. And I think that uh, the Baylor offer is bringing some more eyes as well. And, yes. uh, and you seem like one of those guys is going to do so. So last year you played, uh, you had some great plays at wide receiver. I remember a, a touchdown catch was pretty spectacular. I think it was the game before you started at quarterback, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I reach. Yeah, exactly right. So you remember a little clearer than yeah. I do. But, but so you're able to do a lot of things well on the football field. Well, just kind of look at yourself play scout for a minute what are the things Chris Heron does well and what are the things that you need to improve upon mm, dynamic when the play breaks down that's that's like a strength that I feel like I have um, I need to be more focused keeping my eyes downfield when the pressure comes instead of just being quick to take off and run that's like something I really try to work on now so in terms of last year, I got your stats here in front of me. Assuming these are accurate, these are from our buddies over at Varsity Wires. I believe they're fairly accurate. Although it says you started four games, so who who honestly knows? But uh, but in terms of the team, I mean, obviously you talk about dynamism in, in terms of the play breaking down. Or you rushed for still only five hundred yards, I think, over the course of the season. The six starts you had um, in terms of passing, I think under fifty percent completion, which I would imagine you'd mm-hmm. like to bring up. But what I do recall, you guys have very talented receivers here. Yes. You always do. You were hitting those guys pretty far downfield, making some pretty pretty spectacular. I remember a lot of times I tweeted about you in all caps. Yes. That's kind of my yes. litmus test, right? It's like when I tweeted about that player, how many all caps tweets did I have? Chris Herring got quite a few of them. So, you know, obviously everyone's trying to improve. You were a sophomore last year. That's a tough situation to be in, I think, mm-hmm. being the leader of a team and so forth. Now you're an upperclassman. You had a full year knowing that you're likely to be the starter. What difference has that made in terms of your preparation, in terms of your role in the team? No more room really for jitters and being nervous. It's kind of just time to go get after him. Get dubs, basically. <laughs> dubs, and Liam Creek is accustomed to getting dubs. So when you think about your weapons that you have this year, who, who should we be keeping an eye on if we're, if we're going to watch some Lobo football? Receivers, Ahmad, Golden, and Devin, and Brendan. And in the backfield, Rashawn and um, Chris, Chris Mann. When you think about quarterbacks and receivers, there's always a talk about being on the same page or chemistry or things like that. And coaches told me that you guys, you know, are a program of guys that like each other, that like working together and so forth. Do you feel like you had that chemistry with your receivers, that you have that, uh, whatever it is, the, the nonverbal in-sync nature kind of down with those guys? It kind of grows over time. Like, I haven't had much time to play with Ahmad and Devin and Brendan, but me and Golden kind of have some type of understanding where each other's head are on the field and, like, what we see and what we can basically imagine to happen if someone, like, were to come down and press or something was to happen that's not expected to happen. Sure, and Golden's been through it with you as well. Also, yes. uh, another name I call out many times last semester. So, uh, in terms of, you know, obviously, Harvey's been the story around here. Um, a lot of programs pitched in and helped out. I, I did a lot of articles about teams that were, you know, making uh, recovery efforts and relief efforts and so forth. It's been very inspiring, but it's kind of getting back to sports now. What, uh, where do you guys stand right now in terms of what are you talking about internally? Expectations? Are you vying for the district title? Are you out to win a state title? What, what do you guys talk about internally? Is This is what we're capable of and this is what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, every team wants to win the state title or district title, but I think we try to focus on one week at a time, one game at a time, basically winning the week, winning whatever is in front of you at, at that time. So in terms of your role on the team, Lane Creek is notable for, I, I've mentioned the wide receivers. I think uh, Adam Coleman's working on a story right now about uh, programs in Houston and what they're known for. And he said, to me, Lane Creek might be known for receivers. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's there. But, uh, but you know, what is your role on the team? What do you have to be able to do well in order for the team to be successful this season? Keep the team focused. Like, don't let 
one bad play turns to two bad plays and the three bad plays and then basically you're arguing with each other. So for you it's as much not X's and O's throwing the ball necessarily a physical it's really more of a leadership and kind of guiding the mentality of the team when you're on yes, the field. Yes. Well, I am excited to watch you do it, man. It's got a very auspicious year for you, and uh, and people are noticing you, I think, yes, deservedly sir. so. Yes. I'm rooting for you to get many more offers. I imagine we'll hear about many of them as the season progresses here, but uh, wishing you all the luck in the world and all the health in the world as we go into this weird, abridged season. So it's a pleasure, man. We'll have you back on the show again if we can. This is the Cypher Sports Report. So you were sitting here watching me, Coach Thompson of Langham Creek High School, as I was speaking to Chris Heron. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, quarterback is a focal position. You got, you know, 11 guys on the field at any one given time playing for your team, you know, 120 guys that are playing for the program or what have you. But the quarterback is an outsized importance type of position. Chris Heron's a junior. I think we saw last season uh, some foibles and also some really exciting things. It was just kind of a raw product. Is that fair to say that he was he was a bit of a raw, unfinished product? That's a sophomore? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he kind of got thrown in the fire uh, just because I felt like we needed a spark at that, at that point in the season after the Side Ridge game and responded really well. Uh, but still, it was a it was a it was a growing process for him, and there was a lot of learning to do on the field. And mm-hmm. and uh, so, but thought some really good things came out of it, and obviously made some mistakes. But sometimes the only way you can get better is to make mistakes. And sure, he got some of those out of the way. I feel like last year. You think so? Yeah. When you're a young quarterback, do you do most of your growing uh, in competitive varsity games? Do you do most of it in practice? Do you do most of it in the offseason? Where do you kind of see uh, the leaps and bounds, I guess? Well, you know, we try to put them in those situations as much as we can in practice because I'd rather have to go put them in all kinds of situations in practice. And then so they have a better chance of being successful whenever in it, you know, it happens in a game. So we try to put them in. A lot of third down situations, a lot of backed up situations, short yardage, talking to them about coverages and, and those type things. And when it gets in the game, it's nothing new. There's not a surprise and, and being nervous and, and thinking too much really can hurt the way you play. Sure, I agree. I would imagine that when you got a kid with an opportunity to be a three-year starter on varsity, then maybe that third year they're thinking less than than anybody else in the field and still doing the correct right. things would be the hope, I would imagine. So, well, be, obviously I was alluding to with him the story about the you know, the Baylor camp and Rule pulled him aside, and I heard some quotes about him being sort of surprised. But were you surprised by that when you heard about it? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that more people haven't offered him. Right. That, but really, not many people have seen him. He's kind of been under the radar because he started midway through the season. A lot of people were, you know, a lot of those colleges at that point, they're already focused on their teams. Mm-hmm. And they've already got a list of recruits that they've they've had for a year or two. Right. And so here's this new kid that doesn't even really get on any lists. And then he really didn't go to a lot of camps this summer like some people do. Right. Uh, not for any reason other than, I mean, he could stay here and worked out. It wasn't that he didn't want to go. He just, I think, hopefully – Chris is focused on Langham Creek and, and mm-hmm. as long as he does good here and, and keeps his focus on, on Langham Creek football, right. those things are just going to keep coming and get even better and better. Well, but I pulled once, him in here to talk about himself and he talked about the team, right, I think, which is a pretty good absolutely. sign. <laughs> and that's good because, you know, once you start thinking about what's where you're going to be two years from now and lose, lose uh, sight on, on where you're at, what you're, what you're doing to get there. Those things may not be there anymore. Uh, Those colleges, even those offers are based on you continuing to improve from what you're at now. Yeah, conditional. Baylor offers him a scholarship based on him being a junior, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be even better. 
Right. So, and I think that's kind of the way it works. And kids need to know that, that those offers aren't, that's not a contract. Right. That's uh, kind of a promise that we're here for you if you continue to do your what you're doing. Right. Well, it brings up the question, though, if Chris continues to do what he's doing, it sounds like you're satisfied with what he brings to the table in terms of preparation, effort, and so forth. What is his ceiling? What could he ultimately be by you know the end of his senior year when maybe you guys are on a long playoff run? What, what could he potentially be able to do at that point? I mean, I think he could play for anybody. I think he's that good. He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, he's smart. He's the best athlete on the field Whenever we, every time we get on the field. I think he's an unbelievable football player. He's the best football player raw football player, just talent wise that I've ever coached. Wow. It's just, I mean, you coached some good ones. he's, you know, he goes to the HBU camp and Baylor sees him there, asked him to come to Waco. And then coach rules calling me and said, he's the guy I want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and if I feel like the same thing would have happened if he had gone to any other camp, right? It just happened to be Baylor. They locked so, out in a uh, sense. Yeah. If he keeps his head on straight, continues to grow, continues to mature, and have his priorities in order, then who knows? I mean, he's he could do anything he wants. With a kid like him, who it sounds like he's not going to all the camps, his priorities are probably right, I think. He's probably he's obviously team-focused or whatever, but he's not taking care of himself in the self-centered way that a lot of athletes I cover do. And I don't, I don't have any problem with that necessarily. Right. But but with a kid like that who's not advocating for himself in that aggressive way, does the program, do you feel it's uh, you guys have a responsibility to get him out there, to get his video out there, to sort of promote him in that sense if he's not doing it himself? There will, There is the way he plays and the way he's. I expect him to play this year. We're not going to have to say anything. It's going to, I mean, you saw the stack of mail right. that I picked up from him the other day. This was just a couple of days of mail. That's crazy. It was probably close to a hundred yeah. flyers <laughs> from everywhere from Florida State to University of Texas to Ohio State. Right. I mean, if he plays like he's like he's capable of playing, we're not going to have to do anything. It's going to come to him. And if he plays like you're capable of playing, what prospects for long, uh, for Liam Creek as a team this year for the Lobos, you know, uh, long playoff run? Or what, what do you guys – I asked him the same question. What, what's the ceiling for this team? You know, obviously he gives us a, a chance to be good on offense. But, you know, just like people say all the time, quarterback gets way too much credit when you win and way too much blame when you lose. Sure. And because there are so many other factors that go into it. I feel like we have a good football team. We have a good offensive line. We have a good group of receivers. Uh, we've got a couple of good running backs. Our defense, we've got a great group of linebackers with a lot of experience. Uh, feel good about our secondary right now. Our defensive linemen worked extremely hard. We're going to be young there, but, but they have a chance to be good. So with all those parts, if we can stay healthy and stick together and continue to, to keep a good mindset on, on improving, then I think we have a chance to, to really have a good football team, but, uh, it's going to take more than a quarterback. Sure. And it's going to take more than, a receiver. Good football teams win. Yeah. And I will say that over the you know three years now that I've been watching this district and watching professionally, uh, you guys have been probably the most balanced team that I've covered. I mean, just a team that's most consistently competing on both offense, defense, and not screwing up on special teams. So I'll congratulate you on that. I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys this year. I'm excited to watch Chris Heron as well. So thank, thank you. you for joining me, Coach. We'll catch up again uh, pretty soon, I'm sure. Thank you. What you just heard was Coach Todd Thompson speaking about Quarterback Chris Heron. There's a lot of exciting things happening there, as there always are. Lincoln Creek, always competitive. Up next, we have Mateo Renteria and Miles Battle, quarterback and wide receiver at Side Creek. But first, I uh, wanted to, uh, you know, some people say pay the bills. It's not really the case here. We have a couple of bills, uh, primarily Josh Wade, our sound engineer, who is uh, 
host of the Inth Cast. Bleeds on hiatus right now, but there's plenty of back issues to go check out if you're into nerd culture. I think is what they refer to it as. But uh, Josh Wade, we certainly appreciate all the work he puts in with the show, and uh, we love him what he does. We also love our sponsors and partners. Cypher Federal Credit Union, uh, first and foremost among those. And uh, I know they are back at work now. I've dropped in and checked on them. Things are humming over at CFFCU. And I know that uh, students and parents of any of the 12 Cypher ISD high schools can get a school spirit debit card. Show your Cypher ISD high school pride. Support the school programs. Very cool. Um, if I weren't tied to all 12 equally, I might get myself uh, one of those cool debit cards. Um, I think mine just has the Cypher FCU logo on it that I use for the show account and so forth, but very cool opportunity. They are basically intimately involved with all of the Cypher ISD sports and, uh, and a good reason to support them. First of all, they're not a bank, so they're not evil like banks are. They're a credit union and they are part of the community. That's why we love being affiliated with them and love what they do. And also Villa Sport Cypress, a um, bit of a, with Hurricane Harvey, they were hit pretty hard. I know they are currently right now. Uh, renovating, uh, getting these ready to go again. They just had a grand opening. They're going to have another grand reopening, I believe. And I don't have a date on that as of yet. But Villa Sport Cypress has been very kind to us and has helped us get the show started, helped us get the word out about the show. And uh, and we want you to continue to be aware of them. Go follow them on Twitter at Villa Sport CY. Uh, only 34 followers currently, so uh, plenty of growth there. But uh, keep, keep abreast with them because we'll be doing some live shows from there when they get back uh, into the swing of things. And uh, it's just a luxurious, wonderful place that uh, you can tour, I'm sure, once it's back open again. So be aware of those things. We've got some other sponsors that uh, we're talking to. Maybe some big news on that front. Uh, we'll keep you guys apprised. But I uh, wanted to let you know, it's a good time to go check out what's uh, going on at Cypher FCU. If you're not banking with them, I don't know what you're doing. That's where you should be going because they support athletics. $1.5 million put their name on the Barry Center, the Cypher FCU stadium portion of it. Uh, they're wonderful people. And then Herb Lipsman, the GM over at Villa Sport, also wonderful people. And we may have some new wonderful people for you soon. But I uh, will get you back to the show. Uh, up next, Cy Creek quarterback Mateo Renteria and Cy Creek wide receiver Miles Battle on the Cypher. Welcome into the show, guys. Uh, out here at Cy Creek High School, talking to Mateo Renteria, quarterback, Miles Battle, wide receiver. You guys were the quarterback and wide receiver last season. Um, what I would say, one of the most dynamic, exciting offenses in the district. Is that kind of how you felt as you were going through the season last year? Yeah, for sure. So what? it seems like a program that prides itself on offense. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Is that McCaig? Is that you guys as a team? Is it the history of the school? What's the identity as an offensive team? Where does that come from? Uh, I think that's got to go... Uh, Mostly because our, our head coach, Coach McKeg, is the quarterback's coach. So I think it's obviously it's going to be more offensively based. But uh, I think we, this year, we're priding ourselves a lot on defense too. So I think we'll be, I think that's good. And pride is important, obviously. But but in terms of what's been accomplished, right, like near the top of the of the district rankings last season, in terms of what Cy Creek did offensively, do you know off the top of your head, say you're second, I think, in total offense? Is that right? Double yeah. yardage? Second. <laughs> So you guys are returning. You guys are two of the key cogs here. Obviously, you have a lot of cogs back. It's a pretty impactful offense. I look over, so I Springs is the other one I look at is like they did some pretty spectacular things. Obviously, you guys played them. Did you watch a lot of Cy Springs films last year? I mean, how do you guys feel like you stack up in terms of one offense versus another? Um, I think we both are air raid offenses, and it just comes down to who gets the most completions because their receivers over there, um, I know they can get out and get open in space. And we got a couple over here, too including me, and it just depends on how the game's going. Sure, absolutely. So it's an exciting time. Well, let me ask you this. I've been kind of checking in with with the players, teams, so forth. Hurricane Harvey impacted everyone, right? It kind of screwed things up. You guys miss a game. It's weird to me. 
I realized today as I was coming here, the Cypher teams will only play one another. You'll play no teams outside of district in terms of your entire regular season schedule, which is kind of odd. But so given that, obviously you had time to practice. Some people had their homes affected, things like that. Everybody's had some impact. You guys have been together as a team. Now you're preparing. What has been the impact? Well, what's the attitude or the mood like right now coming back to, to practice and coming back to play football? Uh, I think it's it's delayed our start, obviously. We missed a week of practice, and uh, I was actually worried on how we were going to respond, if we were going to come back last day lazier and all that stuff. But uh, we actually came back. Everybody was wired, ready to go. I think it's actually almost boosted our, like, how badly we want to play. So uh, I think it might actually come out to help us in this first game. So absence kind of makes the heart grow fonder. You realize, like, how much you actually miss football when the time to start comes by and you're not playing it already. I get that. Uh, McCaig, interestingly enough, he's on the board, I believe, of Texas State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Mm-hmm. You guys were obviously at 7-on-7. Seven seven. I think you were the last Cypher team that was uh, left around at the at the state tournament. And um, what what role does that play? I know some coaches that are like, I don't give a crap about it. They can do whatever they want in the offseason. As long as they're focused on football, it's fine. I know, obviously, Coach McCaig, very tuned into what's going on with State 7-on-7 seven seven and that sort of stuff. What, what's the role it plays in terms of your preparation for the season and, and you know your guys' chemistry and relationship and so forth? Um, seven on seven really helps with the chemistry with the quarterbacks and receivers and then also DBs working on their coverages and getting things down. But for, for receivers and quarterbacks, it helps with the timing and checking routes and so on. Basically looking at cover or looking at coverages and know what plays work against what. And uh, without having the defensive line and offensive line in the in the way. Sure. And so if the goal is to do this stuff without thinking, right, is to have it be sort of second nature, then yeah. how much does that having those you know snap reflexes you get from the seven on seven and just kind of knowing the sets in your head without the lines there, how much does that help when the games count? It helps a lot because when it comes crunch time, you know, we, we're a no huddle offense. So we're always on the move, just looking at hand signals. So when it comes second nature, there's no stopping it. Sure. So uh, we've been talking about recruiting with some guys. Obviously, Leon O'Neill was on the show. You guys mentioned listening to that segment. He's he's very highly recruited. Um, there are different at- attitudes, uh, mentalities about recruitment and so forth. Uh, Miles is very highly recruited as well. And, and Mateo, I understand you get some interest as well. Your dad was telling me, I hope you don't mind me bringing stuff on the show, but, but he was telling me that you, uh, you're you just putting it out of your mind. It's not something you're concerned with during the regular season, speaking of Mateo, and it's something that you just want to deal with when it's an appropriate time and you don't feel like now is. Is that is that a fair assessment of your, your mentality right now? Yeah, I've been really uh, – I just – thinking back on last season, I don't think I was too overly focused on the most important thing, which is winning games. Uh, this year, I've, I've just made sure I put everything out besides just winning games. That's it. What, where does that come from? Because it sounds like you've turned a corner in some way. I, mean, I know you wanted to win last year. I talked to you last year. You obviously don't like losing. No one mm-hmm. does. But it sounds like you sort of refocused. Where did that come from? Was it, was it the missing the playoffs by like a game, like being right there in the hunt and knowing that it could have been just a little bit different? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of criti- I've gotten a lot of criticism by different other people, but none of it is as important as myself. I mean, I don't think – I think we left as an offense and me, myself, left an insane amount of points, yards, stats, whatever you want to call them. Just, but we left a lot out on the field. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, a lot of it, my fault. We didn't capitalize when we could have. Mm-hmm. Turn the ball over, stuff like that, and and that just bothered me. So I mean, I just I don't think we sh- we should not be getting held below thirty five points. I mean, minimum. Fair enough. There's. I mean, will we? I don't know. Obviously, maybe against one of the game, better defensive yeah, teams. I mean, right? You got Fair's defense. Sure. I know Langham's got a good defense, but. When we come out, we got to have the mentality. We didn't really have it last year. This year, we're definitely, I'm coming with it that we need to score every time we have the ball. And uh, guys like Miles, 
uh, G, some new guys, Andrew, uh, Dylan's on the outside now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the weapons, Jack Hooks in the backfield. Sure. I mean, we've got the weapons to, uh, to, to score a lot of points. The, the O line is shaping out great. Uh, I think they're going to do a good job for us. I mean, this last week of practice has been immaculate. I think we're going to come out really hard and it's going to be partly in fact to the uh, mentality we're going to have to come out to score every time we get the ball there's no reason we shouldn't be in the top two offenses again sure yeah i mean is it is it fair to ask if you are you vying for number one is that something that matters to you guys because i think ultimately wins losses right making the playoffs making some sort of run in the playoffs those are the things that as a team you talk about being important and those are the team but i'm sure it's also somewhere in your minds that we want to prove that we're the best offense there is in this district which is known for offense is that is that something you guys think about i mean i think if we do everything we can and everything that we've been doing like just completing passes completing runs everything that that'll just come with it right um all the blocking and everything everything works out then we should be number one so what do you guys feel like you have to so you mentioned you know recruiting's not on your mind right now that's just not the thing to deal with because winning at the level you want Mateo is going to take all of your focus, right? Is that what about you, Miles? Well, you're obviously a highly touted recruit as well. People want you, right? I'm sure that uh, if I possess your Twitter handle, right, your inboxes, your messages are blowing up constantly. Uh, thank you for answering mine, by the way. But uh, but so I mean, is that when you hear Mateo say that, what do you think about that approach, and how does that impact like you know, the way you're handling this at the same time? Um, I kind of like that approach. I mean, I still talk to a couple coaches here and there, but when it gets closer to the game. They know not to to hit me up because I'm not going to respond because that's that's time for me to focus in on what I have to do at hand and uh, I'm just going to go out there and play and do my best and focus on what I have to do. So is that is it tend to be the case then with uh, even with the guys that are most in demand or, or whatever coaches tend to respect like hey I know he's preparing for a game right now if it's Wednesday afternoon or later I'm probably not going to send him a DM I'll wait until after the it's, are coaches thinking about stuff like that as they communicate with you guys do you think yeah I mean I've talked I was talking to a couple coaches the other day and they said just talk to them on Sunday sure like a couple of days after the game and uh, just let them know how it went so that's interesting to me because I, I wonder I hear horror stories right about kids getting poached away things like that like people you always hear about the bad stuff but I always wonder what the code of etiquette is and I guess you know obviously knowing you guys are preparing getting ready for games and so forth is uh is kind of important well how, how much how much do you think about that? Putting on a show, right? Like uh, being an individual versus being a teammate. I, I imagine it's a balance that you always – at the Chronicle, that's a balance that I have to do, right? I'm part of a team. I have responsibilities to other people, but I want to kind of show out and do something cool, which is why I do this show. How do you balance that, uh, you know, wanting to be the very best you can be for your own sake and for your teammates' sake? Is that ever something that conflicts? Um, not really. I'm If I'm doing my best, then that's the show. Right. So, I mean, if I'm catching touchdowns, catching passes and scoring – that's everything that I want to do and everything I need to do. So it all just comes together. And, and, but yeah, you have a, a front row seat in the most literal sense to the miles show, right? Like you, you know what that is going to be about. What's uh what can we expect this year in terms of, uh, you know, you guys as a unit, I think, and I need to double check the numbers. I believe you guys uh, have connected for more yards and touchdowns than uh, any other active duo in the district, right? Yeah. I, think I so. believe that's correct. Yeah. So I'll double check that. But if not, you're right there. I mean, I would imagine you're looking to expand on that, right? What uh, Should people come out and see you guys this season? What can they expect? I mean, if you're looking to come watch some good football, I mean, me and this guy, we're going to be putting <laughs> up numbers. I mean, the it's going to be exciting to watch. You know, stuff you see on highlight reels, it's basically that's a potentially could happen every single play. And, you know, and, uh, throw it up to him. He'll go get it. <laughs> throw a screen. He'll take it up the field. I mean – a lot of a, a lot of stuff. He takes pressure off. You know, he's, sure, yeah. he's a, a good safety blanket if you need him. And then, it, I mean, it's it could be some plays we have. He's 
he's the primary. You look at him first. Does he get the ball? No. All right, check these guys. Mm-hmm. Are they open? No. Come back to him again. I mean, he, we've got plays where he is the guy. Look for him first, and if everything kind of breaks down, then he's also there. He's he's like uh, he's what you look at, and then he's also the safety blanket. It's, it's different. Usually, your running backs to check down stuff sure. like that, but we make it a, a good point to get him the ball. And <laughs> I mean, last year. I mean, I had the worked parents, out, right? parents in the stands were, were yelling at me just to get on the ball, get him the ball. <laughs> I heard those, yeah. And I was real focused on, you know, following Coach McCake's system right. here, system there. And, I mean, this year, no disrespect to Coach McCake's system, but uh, Miles may take a, a front row or a, a priority when it comes to who's getting the ball. This sure. Play, that kind of thing. If he's not the first look, he might end up being the first look. Anyway. You think you're going to see a lot of single coverage this year, Miles? Absolutely. I don't think so. If they do, if they try it, no. I'm gonna, I might I tell so. them. I'm be like, y'all probably don't want to do that. I hope they come out. With They'll learn quickly, right? It's like yeah. the way to approach it. But yeah, yeah. and that's gonna and again a multifaceted offense. And that, what made you guys great last season was not just you two. You two are very talented. And I think have a, a fun connection to watch. Right? You guys seem to get each other. But but there's a lot of cogs in that offense, and and I think the attention that you draw, Miles, can really open up things for a lot of other guys. And as you mentioned, you know Jack Cook's a name that we've talked about before. Other guys are ready to step up and take that role. So I'm enthused to watch it. I've sort of been building this narrative. Of you guys in Cy Springs, I think you know I haven't watched that much professionally. You know I've been doing this about three years, but uh, maybe two of the best offensive units. I've ever seen in those three years. You're both playing in the same district. You'll both play each other, actually, which is going to be pretty exciting. So I can't wait to watch that. But uh, any closing thoughts about the upcoming season, guys, or what uh, people can expect from the Cougars and uh, what you guys are going to bring to the field this year? Uh, We're bringing great enthusiasm, and we're coming out to beat everybody we play. So y'all better bring y'all's best, too. Awesome. Absolutely. We're coming out to win. Nothing's going to be given. Y'all going to have to earn everything against us. Same thing back for y'all, but we're coming out to win for sure. Well, last uh, last season, uh, you know, just barely, barely on the outside looking in. I think that from what I'm hearing and seeing, it seems like this might be uh, one of the years you guys are, are right there in the mix and, and maybe making a long playoff run at the end. So I will be there if you are, and I'm looking forward to it, guys. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. We'll catch up later in the season. Well, guys, what you just heard was Lingham Creek junior quarterback Chris Heron currently offered by Baylor. He'll be offered by a great number of schools, I would imagine, by the time this season is through. I'll be curious to see that uh, play out and watch those kind of roll in for Heron. But uh, certainly in a very exciting athletic prospect, and uh, and I think that Coach Thompson has high hopes for him. I have high hopes for him. Uh, this could be a big year for Mr. Heron. And Todd Thompson, uh, immediately after, we're talking about the Langham Creek Lobos, what they do there. I mentioned that uh, Langham Creek, to me, one of the more balanced teams I've seen consistently over the last three years. They really take pride in all three phases of football and uh, minimize mistakes, doing things well. Um, I, I think that, you know, Last year was a playoff year. They had the same kind of aspirations this year. And uh, a lot of it rides on how well Chris Heron's able to do. And uh, for that matter, a lot of it rides on the game tonight. Um, we also heard from Matteo Renteria, quarterback at uh, Side Creek, and Miles Battle, his, uh, I won't say favorite wide receiver, favorite target, um, at least last season. I would imagine that continues this season as well. Those two are going to connect for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Um, before it's all said and done, those two may be the most prolific quarterback wide receiver duo in the district. Although I'm sure Xavier West and, uh, Jamari Shepard over at Cy Springs will have something to say about that. So terrific stuff from all those guys. Uh, if you're thinking about taking it a game tonight, um, Hey, uh, that's a good one. Lane Creek, Cy Creek is an excellent one. I'll be over across the way at Cy Ranch, Cy Falls. Um, not sure where my compatriots, Chase and Thomas will be. We'll figure that out. You can follow us on Twitter. Thomas is at Texan eighth gen. 
because he's an eighth generation Texan. He'd be happy to tell you about that. He wore a cowboy hat to the Cy Springs Cy Woods game. We were just at moments ago. And uh, Chase Parisher of Varsity Wires, uh, at least two of us will be at that Siren Cy Falls game. We'll have a recap uh, for that afterwards. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy, uh, or hope you enjoyed this preview rather, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Be safe, be good to one another, and we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the SciFair Sports Report. Follow the show at SciFair Report. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, go rate and review it on iTunes and share it with your friends. Until next week, this has been the SciFair Sports Report. Be excellent to each other and keep keeping on.